I'll tickle, oh, yeah, for sure. I'll tickle anything. I'm the number one ham and egger, and I'm fucking proud of it. Wait, mm. I, no, I don't think you understand the concept of the ham and eggers, but... <laughs> I think she does. I don't... Oh, I do. I want to lick both your taints at the same time. What other feelings are you supposed to be feeling during, like, fucking... So fucking what? Or, like, fucking... Sad but true. Like, you got... Like, it, it gets you aroused. Like, Sad but true saying? makes me want to whip my dick out. What stops you guys from just walking to, like, the northeast corner of Mexico... And then, like, just walking around, like, at the beach, like, right. They to actually America. have they actually have giant metal like like blockades that go into the water as well. It's crazy. Seriously? Yeah, look it up. It's 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 really weird. That's fucked up. There's like metal blockades that go. Man, into we the water. really hate you guys. Welcome to Bacon and Nays. You're Bacon. Yep. And your Nays. And this is Bacon and Nays. We're back here uh, for a special episode. We have two guests on this show. Duh. Yeah. Two. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty amazing, and we have both of them on Skype, but we're only going to bring in one at a time for reasons that should be obvious by the end of this episode. <laughs> And uh, so, some background on our first guest. Uh, we're not even going to go into any prior episodes or any bullshit this week. We're just going to go straight into the straight guests. into it. Yeah, it would be disrespectful to do anything else. Okay. So, uh, we got we actually played a clip of a super fan on a previous episode. I don't remember which number it was. But, Are we uh, allowed to use the phrase "motherfucking super fans"? Yes, we okay. are. That is not copyrighted. Uh, in fact, I'm one of the first uh, motherfucking, motherfucking super, super fans. So, anyway, a motherfucking super fan uh, sent us a sound clip that was about two minutes long and it was completely insane. And uh, we were both flattered. <laughs> Very much so. I don't really have many words to describe, but uh, I, w- I would say if you should go in the back catalog and try to find that episode where we played that super fan clip and uh you're gonna find out a lot about her in just a second um her name is michelle or michelle we never really nailed that down <laughs> well you uh, know that's 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 a hard-hitting question that yeah we can that'll be one of my to. first questions <laughs> uh and uh she is on skype and we can see her right now and I'll, i gotta say a uh, solid uh, three and a half out of ten. Foxy lady stars. right there. Keeping it classy as well. Well, uh, we're going to find out all about her here in a second. And uh, please welcome Michelle or Michelle to the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that was my cue. I was masturbating. How are you guys oh, doing? Wow. Uh, so... I guess I guess pretty good now. We yeah. we know that we have a fan who's showing her appreciation in the weirdest already, way. Already getting our fans wet. That's good enough for me. So can you clear up our first question? Is it Michelle or Michelle? My name's Michelle. 
<laughs> okay, well, so straight up approach to the name. No, no Frenchness to it at I think, all. I think, I think she's just, you know, so worked up right now talking to the two of us. Yeah, she can barely contain herself, obviously. <laughs> you have um, no idea, guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm on bacon and nays. Oh, uh, my God. This I'm is so st- excited. I want to know talking. everything. I want to know which one of you has the bigger cock. I want to know <laughs> which one of you is the bigger <laughs> cock. I just want to know everything about all of you. All okay, the well, time. we're we're actually the ones interviewing you. So <gasps> okay, I'm sorry. I can, I can answer that though. Okay, Chris, go ahead and answer the question. It's Chris. It's Chris, and it's Chris. Wow. There, there, there's your. I'm I'm like a tuna can though, baby. So if you're if you're into that. <laughs> oh my God! I love tuna. It's so good with. A little Jimmy Mayo on top. Mm. Mm. All right, now settle down, you dude. Dude, I'm getting right. semi over settle, here. Settle down. Okay, so we, you may be able to clear this up. But which host do you like more out of the two of us? Now that you know that information, I guess. Um, well, you're the one I'd want to fuck because I want a gaping asshole. But mm. but I also hate people who look like redneck versions of Dave Mustaine. So Jimmy is technically the more sexy one. Wait, so wait, so obviously you're saying that I look like a redneck Dave Mustaine, and that's just uh, completely untrue. I totally see it. I no, agree. You don't Michelle, see it. Michelle, you're a liar. Oh, man. How has that comment never been brought up before? It really takes motherfucking super fans to, to really, you know... Expose the truth. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I mean, I don't really agree with the comment, so I can't really. Oh, of course you wouldn't. What do you mean I don't believe in God? I talk to him every day. <laughs> Is that supposed to be your impression of me? I don't. That's my impression of you singing mega death songs. Hello, me. <laughs> That's my best impression. Uh, moving on, moving on to the next question. Got a lot of hard hitting interview questions mm-hmm. today. Do you want to answer or ask one? Jimmy? No, I, I, I'm, I'm really into this. Okay. Well, uh, Jimmy, I want one of your questions. Oh, I'll <laughs> give you a question all over your face, neck and chest, baby. All right. Settle down. What? That was a question. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I got out of hand. You can, Michelle, cont- uh, what you can is, continue. Uh, Michelle, what's your listening ritual for for the Bacon and A's podcast? Okay, so um, I try to listen for the first time for each episode first thing in the morning because nothing is better than morning sex with Bacon and A's. Mm. But then after lunch, <laughs> I'll usually put it on in the background again during my afternoon pothead nap time. And then I'll also have dinner with you guys while I eat my ramen noodles and fried eggs and listen one more time. Because my fifth grade teacher, she always told me, you got to read something three times in order to take it all in. So every episode, I listen to you guys three times because I want to make sure I have all of you inside of me. Well, that's... See... I got two things I, for that. Well, I first let me comment that I'm very surprised that she made it to the fifth grade. 
Uh, move. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my thing was is I'll give you three of something else, and two, that right there accounts for the five listens that we get for every episode. Yeah, and also I think that you're making up for her wanting to fuck me more by throwing yourself at her without any shame whatsoever. Look at her. Yeah, that right there. I'm. I'm. Lo- See, look at that right there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell, describe what you're looking at. Okay, so what I'm looking at is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Oh, Three stars out of ten. <laughs> three stars out of three? What the hell is your problem? I That's don't know. Your, when, since when is a star scale of three stars? <laughs> Whatever, however many stars I want to make it. All right, so hey, go Chris, ahead. What were you looking at? Chris, my grandpa used to always say, why fuck a ten when you can fuck three threes and a child? Okay, so fucking, it's all good. No, that's not all good. That's weird as fuck. Uh, go ahead. What 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 were you looking at when you got all turned on looking at her? Um, well, she was making a sexual gesture. Yes. Of uh, oh god, and and now she's deep throating a bottle of water and cupping the balls. I mean, <laughs> this is. This you know you know that you're getting it both ways with this one right here. This one is not afraid to tickle the back door. That balloon knot is she, getting played. She with. will tickle your pickle. I'll tickle. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll tickle anything. I'm the number one ham and egger, and I'm fucking proud of it. Wait, mm. I, no, I don't think you understand the concept of the ham and eggers, but <laughs> I think she does. I don't. Oh, I do. I want to lick both your taints at the same time and just mix, mix <laughs> Wait, those flavors together. We had to be in a weird position Aesthetically, for that we would have to be scissoring each other, and then you're... I'm down. I'm down. All right. All well, right. I'm not, but... Uh, we don't have to look at each other. Let's move on. That's true. Chris, just look at the chin. Chris, you're so conservative, you fucking, <laughs> fucking Donald Trump fan motherfucker. Uh, no comment. We <laughs> we are not the, making this podcast political. Ever where does again. Da- where does Dave Mustaine stand on that? And that's you. Uh, well, Dave Mustaine thinks that Obama, uh, had a uh, an agenda that made Sandy Hook uh, a conspiracy, or or there was a conspiracy mm. behind Sandy Hook, meaning that there was some kind of agenda to get rid of all guns, or you know that mm. kind of shit. So. But we don't talk politics on this show anymore. I thought we established that. We did. I just uh, want to add, this isn't really political. I just want to add that before <laughs> Bacon and Nays was a show, um, I used to masturbate all the time to CNN playing Sandy Hook stuff on the news. <laughs> that autistic kid that shot all those kids, that fucking makes me so hot. I just all right. Say- all right. Okay. All right. Oh, we need yeah. to move on. I, I- that, I guess that really answers my next question, which was going to be, are there any other shows you listen to? And I guess... CNN. CNN. Looping Sandy, <laughs> Sandy Hook <laughs> tragedies. <laughs> uh, so, next question, since you already answered that one. Uh, are you with anyone right now? <clears throat> and that answer better be with Bacon. Yeah, like, I, I guys come by sometimes, but like... You guys take up so much of my day, it's really hard to, like, dedicate any more of my pussy to anyone besides you two. Well, there's always the butt. I'm, I'm, I'm half Jewish, and my mom really doesn't like me taking it in the ass until I'm married. What's the other half, if you don't mind me asking? Palestinian. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Oh, like I knew I knew that tan. Who? Oh, all right. It's like half of me throws a rock at the other half, and then the other half bombs me for it. It's fucking intense. <laughs> oh shit! Again, we're getting political, <laughs> and now it's like world politics. It's not. It's like religious shit. Yeah, but this is too. yeah, but this is something that's been going on for years. Sure, this isn't like this isn't like a new revelation of uh, all of a sudden rocks are being thrown. I and... only got a couple more questions. Uh, next question is: Would you ever pay for sex? Would I ever pay for sex? Is that what you said? Yes. I mean, I pay for your flights to come down to Florida and fuck me in the ass. Wait, you live in Florida? Yeah, you can't tell by my amazing tan and my super swaggy voice that I'm a Florida inbred. You should know. You went down there to fuck her. <laughs> I didn't. I've never gone down Don't there. Don't lie. I went to Disney World in 07, 10 years ago. It's the last time I've... Now, um, Ian, yeah, Ian yeah, Rusnick uh-huh. and his wife are building a house down there, so who knows what kind of freaky shit they're into with this girl. Chris, when you came 10 years ago... Did you ride the teacups? Because I was totally the one who ran the teacups back in 2007. That's weird because I actually rode the teacups with my mom. Oh. Oh. And the whole time time I was like, who's this fucking skank with fucking Chris? I didn't realize it was your mom. All right. I'm so sorry, Miss Mays. You've crossed the line. That is bullshit. We are moving on to our next guest. Thank no! you for being on the Big and no! podcast. You, you got to give me a final thought, please. You got to let me get in my final thoughts. Okay. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All for right. This, all for this right. Sexy, we'll give sexy you. Woman. We'll give you a very small portion of time for your final thought. Okay. I only have one. I just want to say, well, two things. I just want to say that it was an honor to be finally on Bacon and Nays. You've made my dream come true. I don't think I could masturbate any harder than I did during this interview. And number two, um, I just want to say that you guys are the best dinner hosts and guests ever. I love that you eat ramen noodles and fried eggs with me every night for dinner. And I love that, like, you work nights, Chris. I think about you when I'm laying in bed, being all hot and sweaty and in that dirty factory and pe- mm. picking up people's trash that they throw on the floor. And I'm just like so fucking hot when I'm laying in bed <laughs> knowing that you're doing those things. And that's all I wanted to say, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I think you just made up for it with all those compliments at the end. Thank you for being Thank on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, next time, next time, uh, do it topless, please. <laughs> okay, guys, I love you guys. Oh, oh, oh. we're gonna have to censor that. Yeah. Oh, I just came so hard, dude. Thank you, me I, too. I, I did not come. Uh, unlike look you at guys. that. Look at that. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, by the way, by the way, uh, since Michelle's now gone, can I just say, whoo. She was giving it to both of us, like air jacking style. It was it was amazing. I'm gonna say it was less amazing and more weird. No, it, what are you talking about weird? How is that weird? Uh, well, 
I don't know. I find it weird that you're so attracted to her. She's honestly. showing our appre- appreciation. I gave for us. my assessment of her, which was three out of ten. It was three and a half, and then it went down to three. What the redneck Dave Mustaine comment? Yes. Well, if the fucking and then the, the shit about Hook, my mom. If, if the she's Sandy waste, Hook conspiracy fits, listen. Anybody that insults my mother, yeah, you go down to negative points on the scale. I know, and I was I was in the doghouse with that for years, and all I said was your mom was hot, and then I get my ass kicked. I never kicked your ass. <coughs> well, you know. All right, let's uh, welcome our next guest. <laughs> uh, he is also from Florida. Just a small coincidence. Not has nothing to do with previous guest. Uh, they were in the same green room together, I guess. But besides that, uh, we should ask him if she was trying to do anything to him. Because if she was trying to do anything to him, I'm gonna have some words for her. <laughs> what kind of words? Sexy ones. Well, you already did the sexy ones. Well, there's there's never enough room for sexy comments to beautiful women <laughs> or beautiful or sirs. not so. Beautiful. Or reserves or whatever we're going to. Well, let's not get into that because we really <laughs> brought that to uh all-time high last week <laughs> trying to be PC. Uh, okay. Okay, so our next guest is a returning guest for, for the first time since you joined me as co-host yep. on this show or yep. sidekick, whichever one puts you below me. Disgruntled employee. Yeah. <laughs> His name is... Thelmo Rigo. He is of the Dream Theater Radio Podcast. Welcome, Thelmo, to yeah. the show. Hello. He definitely was not oh. <coughs> Excuse me. on the show before uh, this I, moment. I no, not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, welcome to this episode, Thelmo. How are you doing on this fine uh, Tuesday morning? Is that what it is today? Tuesday? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm off work, so yes. So how are you doing? I'm doing fucking great. How you guys doing? Uh, doing pretty well, gotta could, say. Could be doing better. Uh, well, I don't know if you heard our episode that went up yesterday, but uh, we had a pretty shitty week last week, and it can only be better this week. I yeah. think. Yeah. What I happened? So. I didn't need. I didn't catch it yet. What happened? Well, Jimmy went to the emergency room two weekends ago. And uh, my computer completely fucking crapped out on me. So between those two things... Bacon and Naze has been dealing with a lot of technical difficulties. (laughs) One that you are dealing with right now. Damn. Yes, uh, we can see Thelmo on the Skype video, but he can't see us. I know, which is bullshit. Makes me so angry. You left me in the screen room with this fucking whack job bitch. (laughs) <laughs> and uh like sir sir watch it that's my future baby mama right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right jimmy has grown very close to her well i can't believe jimmy you have you met her in person uh not yet but i do have a one-way ticket to what well, i want to call let me give paradise. you t- let me give you two warnings if that's cool okay number one um she kind of smells like fish like, the whole green room smells like old, like, fried sar- sardines at the moment. hmm And then she was wearing these, like, they weren't short shorts. They were, like, halfway between, like, her ass and her knee. Mm. And there was still some bush, like, coming out the bottom. Like, it was okay, so, All right. So, if there's two things that people know about me, 
that are that are true. You love Bush. Love Bush. And tuna smell is one of your favorites because your dick is already like a tuna can. Exactly. So Snailed did I just guess both of those things? Because you know me. I guess I do. Uh, all right, so let's get into what I had planned for this episode. Uh, I got some questions up top for Thelmo. Uh, we were, I was actually talking to Thelmo scheduling this week's episode when we were going to get together to do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mentioned to him that you were late in getting back to be letting me know when you were going to be actually available. Yeah. So Thelmo gave me some interesting insight about Mexicans in Florida. And I thought it would be nice to get some extra Mexican perspective absolutely <laughs> i am so, totally down to find out so what by the way thomo i just have to throw out there i have actual my my grandfather who was adopted from mexico so not his fault but he had two families and one of them pretty much they live exclusively in florida so you're probably talking about my relatives so please inform me what they are doing down there that is crazy I don't know. What a, um, I, I know we were talking about like picking oranges. I don't remember what else we talked about. <laughs> yeah, basically, I uh, I said that you know how you like yeah. Basically, Jimmy was still in bed when when Thelma and I were talking. So I said, you know how Mexicans are, fucking still in bed, you know, <laughs> sucking on the teat of the American. Oh, okay, yeah, and I said the Mexicans, <laughs> the Mexicans down here don't really sleep in because you got to pick oranges, you know, before the sun comes out like full blast, right? Well, yeah, you've got to get into the grove before the farmers see them illegally picking the oranges to sell on the highways. Nah, dude, well, the I think farmers he was hire bored. them. What? Yeah, I was gonna say oh. he was he was going for cheap labor. Yeah, joke. Oh. yeah, <laughs> and I went for theft. It's not even the fact of cheap labor, just the fucking, like, white people don't want to do that shit. Like, they want to be doctors and lawyers and crap like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they want to be. I just think that their privilege forces them into that. <laughs> fucking white privilege. I hear you. <laughs> so, uh, but then I quoted Cheech and Chong's uh, Mexican-American song, and uh, everything kind of made sense, you know, because... Mexican Americans don't want to get up early, but they have to, so they do it real slow. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I, Jimmy, you exemplify that to the uh, to the core. I think. Oh uh, yeah. Yesterday, I got to work, and all of a sudden, I realized that I had been up in a conversation with someone for two hours. And I'm like, I need to uh, I need to start like realizing that I'm awake a lot sooner than when I get in a motor vehicle and drive to work. Yeah. Uh. Hey, Jimmy, can I ask you two questions about Mexicans? I've always wondered. Yeah, go ahead. Number one, um, why do they only button the top button of their shirt? And number two, what does Vatos Locos mean? Uh, <laughs> so, so, okay, so one... I'm white. We yeah. We should point <laughs> out he is completely white. Uh, 
barely any Mexican in him besides yeah. the part of him that actually jumped over the border himself. Uh, just the last Dude, episode. how many times have I told you? My dad has told you. We never jumped a border. If anything, we swam. I would never bring this up to your dad. I'm more respectful than that. Dude, when I played when I played in that floor <laughs> hockey league, they give you t-shirts, right? So that you could so that you could have, you know, your name and your number on the back. So my number has always been 28. They asked me what my name was and I wrote W E T. So I had the word wet on my back. Oh, you still man. have not answered. This connection any of between you and Michelle is really starting to come together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the top button, it's a uh, Cholo life. That's all that needs to be said about that. And two, yes, because I speak very little Spanish. <laughs> I think Loco is in a Ricky Martin song, and that's about all I know. Locos means crazy. Does it? Yeah, I know more Spanish than you. Oh, man, that's crazy. And Vatos, I don't remember. Does it mean like like Chihuahua? I think it means the Ricky Martin sampler. Okay. <laughs> the reason I asked that question um, there's this movie about Mexican gangs from the early 90s called uh, Blood In, Blood Out. And it's probably the worst, like, stereotypical bullshit movie ever. Like, it's not even supposed to be a comedy. It's just so funny, and it's, like, complete bullshitness that you just laugh the whole time. But that's what they called each other. And they was, you know, they would say super, like, racist shit, but it would be inspiring. Like, they'd be in, in jail, and they'd be like, Yo, man! Us brown, us, us brown guys got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? Holmes, blah. So, like, it was just fucking awkward. So I, I was just wondering if you knew. That's cool. You fucking white Mexican don't speak Spanish piece of shit. <laughs> wow. Also, nailed Thelbo, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Thelbo's from uh, Massachusetts, I think, right? So, you see, you've seen, like, zero Mexicans in your entire life. <laughs> Yeah, we just got the Cambodians up there, but we did finally get a Chipotle right before I moved to Florida, so that was cool. <laughs> I am, I am a no. I wouldn't even say I'm the Chipotle of Mexicans. You're I the Cudoba. No, no, that's still high end. Like he's fucking, still he's fucking Mo Mondays. <laughs> Whatever that is. What a, yeah, way out reference, way out of our ballpark, dude. Oh. We have no idea. Is that like a Del Taco or? Yeah, it's like this wannabe Chipotle, but like on Monday they give you like a deal on the burritos. So like the like like you save a dollar on your burrito, but you gotta wait in like this fifty person line because everyone's so fucking cheap that saving that dollar is like the highlight of their week. So like, it's just one of those things. Mm. But gotta save them pesos. Yeah. yeah. What's Del Tacos? Is that like some bomb shit? Uh, we used to have Del Taco here. It left because because <laughs> <laughs> St. Louis is because really St. Good. Louis. That's all you have to say. <laughs> That's it. That's it. People are leaving in droves. Yeah. And uh, fuck them. We don't need them anyway. <laughs> hey, let me ask you guys. How do people from Missouri feel about that Ozark show and being depicted as a bunch of like meth using hillbilly redneck people? Uh, I. I don't, well, on that show, I don't know that everybody on that show is necessary. Like, they just sort of focus on the people on that show that are the meth heads. Those are the ones he ends up dealing with. Like, okay, the strip club, okay? The strip club is spot on. No, it's not. It's not? No. <laughs> I've been to strip clubs that are gross that like are that. Seat, I know, but dude. Plenty. Okay, I know people, like my roommate, 
lives like her family has an actual like lake house on lake and the whole time she's like this is not an accurate representation of the lake of the ozarks and well, of course it's not if they're gonna take any little stereotype and blow it out of the water yeah well like they say on the show the, the rich people all flood in there and those are the people that own property there for the most part yeah. and then you also have trailer parks that are close to there too so I mean, it's it's just like really anywhere else. It's a mix of, you know what I mean? It's like Florida, too. You got oh, super yeah. hooge, but you also got super tu- uh, touristy. So yeah. it Florida's depends where you are. Florida's not even designated areas. Like, it'll be like... It'll be like three million dollar mansions, and then like a trailer right next to it, and then like another million dollar mansion. <laughs> just, just fucked up. Like, there's not even borders. Like, <laughs> what? It, oh my god! It's um, it's up by um, by that uh, that that super rich mall, uh, the Frontenac. Yeah. There's a trailer park that is completely surrounded by soundproofing walls like around the highway yeah. Yeah. so that they so that people in the rich areas don't see this trailer park <laughs> <laughs> and they say that it's you know to keep sound down but it's really just to keep the the, the oppressed lower class like like we don't need to see them in our right. 2 3 million dollar cuz yeah it yeah. is what it yeah, is yeah i i do think that that Ozark show kind of nailed like she's there's a part where she's listening to the radio and she has to turn off the radio at some point because it's all country, uh, Bible thumpers, or people talking about the Cardinals. That's literally, if you go out into the country around here, away from St. Louis, basically, anywhere away from St. Louis in the surrounding area, that's all you hear. It's funny It's funny how many people are like, oh, man, yeah, you see that Cardinals game? Hey, have you ever been to one? I ain't going to the city. <laughs> I ain't going to the city. Ugh. Well, to be fair, there's an ever-increasing amount of carjackings and shootings in the city. So, you know. I just never picked Missouri because I figured it was it was northern enough that it wasn't so, like, hickey in the country. But I guess I'm way off on that. Uh, Well, the Ozarks is the southern part of Missouri, which is really close to Arkansas. Which yeah, it, The closer you get to Arkansas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, just, just imagine Missouri this way. You've got two like major metropolises on either side of the state, and then and then a bunch of people that all of a sudden decided that even though they were born and raised in the Midwest where we shouldn't have like a distinct dialect, they're gonna start talking with a southern draw and a twang. Like you get thirty minutes outside of Missouri, and all of a sudden people start talking like. Oh this. yeah, dude! I have people that work with me that live half an hour away that talk like that. So, it's fucking weird here. Half the state pronounces Washington with an R. <laughs> I don't. We I, do. I have. I want to. I want to move past the Missouri talk though, because I did bring other stuff I want to talk about. But uh, he's the one that brought up the Ozarks. Thing. No, I know, I know. I, I but he can't I'm see glad, us. So. I'm glad. I'm glad you did though, because it's funny. I was like I said, watching it last night, and the one and the daughter, she she goes to St. Louis, and I'm putting it in quotes. I know you can't see us, but in quotes, St. Louis to go see her dad in prison, and I'm like, where is there like this big? Like maximum security penitentiary in St. Louis. Well, on the outskirts, it's the outskirts, yeah. but they still consider it St. Louis. Right. It's not. Yeah, that well, makes sense. You know, like like besides all the hickey shit, though, I gotta say it is a pretty fucking great show. Like I thought it was really good. I liked it. I was down with it. Yeah, I I 
that's a show that I binged this year, and I don't normally do that. Yeah. So well, it's like, ver- it's I, very Breaking Bad like, which was cool. Yeah, I, I thought so too. And and my thing was, I knew nothing about it. I don't have a bunch of people that hype stuff to me. Like, oh man, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. I just saw Jason Bateman on the trailer and was like, yes, I'm watching that. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, Jason Bateman's awesome. But speaking of Hicks. I went to a show at uh, FUBAR this past weekend, and all of the bands that played... Well, actually, The Gorge is a local St. Louis band that's like sort of like between the barrier to me. Mm. But they were sandwiched between two out-of-town bands, and or three out-of-town bands, I think. And they were all like southern rock bands, which is weird. Even the last band that played, they're called Weed Eater. They were like a southern version of like... I don't, I don't know, like... I guess like Motorhead, but more Southern style than Motorhead. Mm-hmm. That yeah. kind of like gritty style, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, <laughs> I, this was the interesting part of the show. It was the first show that I left early because I was hungry. <laughs> that's the, that's what I'm getting, the point I'm getting to now is like, I'm becoming the age where I'll leave a show early, even if I like the band because I'm starving. <laughs> See, I hit that point, too. Like, you're getting to an age where your bodily functions, whether it's hunger or having to take a piss or shit or whatever, like, they take precedent over everything else in life. Like, yeah, like it's it's shitty. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a couple beers and hang out with a couple friends of mine, but once I got to a certain point, I was like, yeah, you know what? I kind of seen what this band's going to do the entire show. Like, their sound didn't really vary enough to where I would be surprised by anything about after three songs in. I think, so, I think we talked about this once before, but, like, we've seen Meshuggah enough to where whenever they were, when they did that show where they were just doing, like, like the beginning of the set was all old stuff that you never thought you'd ever hear Yeah, the old school material, again. yeah. It was like, yes, and then all of a sudden, Kloss comes on, and it's like, well, we've seen this about four times. <laughs> right. See you later. Time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I mean, I do like Meshuggah, but like, they definitely sound like the same on every song almost. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a like, bunch of ones and zeros. Yeah, you got you got to be really into that mode or like in the mood for that to yeah. listen to. And it's yeah. not – I don't know – that their most of the material you is not full album listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, See, I feel that way about like, Slayer too. Like it's it's like every song's the same, but it's a great song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just well, mm-hmm. it depends on what era was Slayer too, because like in the middle kind of years, mm-hmm. they they slowed it down a little bit. Like uh, South of Heaven and one other record, they like made an effort to slow down the tempo. I think we just talked about this a couple weeks ago. Probably, yeah, because I because I made the comment that Dead Skin Mask is my favorite. Yeah, whatever Slayer whatever song album Dead Skin Mask on, is on, they made an effort to kind of slow it down. And you know, a lot of people think that that super fast shit is the heaviest stuff out there. But if you slow the tempo down just a little bit, mm-hmm. it really makes like gives it a punch. So, Until you start getting in like doom levels where it's just like, oh yeah, then that's <laughs> let that ring out for three years, <laughs> like a fister from St. <laughs> Louis. Like that's exactly what they're like. They, their songs take seven minutes, but they only go to like two places. Uh, but anyway, so, that, so just that like was Dream my Theater. Saturday. What were you gonna say, Thelmo? I said I just you. like Dream Theater, seven minute songs that only go to two places. <laughs> well. 
I mean, it depends on what song, but sure, there's definitely songs where they keep it poppy like that. You know what I mean? Where, like, there's really only a couple things that happen. Yeah. They make it seem like they're going to more places than a couple, but really it's all sort of the same. Like, Octavarium, I feel like, is like that. Yeah. The thing with Dream Theater, even the simple songs, when you go try to learn them, you realize they're actually really fucking hard anyway. <laughs> and then, yeah. You know, but, I mean, it's good stuff. Well, I can't really play. I don't think there is a Dream Theater song I could play all the way through on drums perfectly, so. I mean, you know you know me. Like, I'm, I attempt to play guitar, and I'm okay at bass. But, like, when it comes to learning a Dream Theater song, like, my fingers only stretch across three frets at the most, so like I can't play any what the of that. Fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, I have these tiny little hands, dude. It's it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, you need one of those like kid guitars, <laughs> <laughs> or just a ukulele. Learn to play that thing. Call it a day. Tiny Jim. Tiny Jim. Like Tiny Tim. That's why, you, that's why yeah, I went Tiny see, Tim. It wasn't a very good joke. Baconandays.com. Uh, Baconandays.com. That's what you say at when you make a bad joke on our show. Tiny uh, hands to go with his tuna can dick. <laughs> <laughs> was that, was that it's Michelle? evolution. Was your that? hands grew only to the size you need to get around your tiny dick. Uh, All right, moving on from your tiny dick talk. It looks uh, so big in my tiny hands. Saturday, I watched an awesome four-part documentary on hbo called the defiant ones i don't know if you guys have heard of this yet Yeah, don't talk too much about it because i haven't finished watching it yet okay well that's just going to be my recommendation for this week and it's uh it's about dr dre and his uh i guess his manager dude this guy gives me so this guy gives me so much (laughs) crap about having like like rap and hip-hop on my like dr dre like I like that stuff too. I no, like everything. You like Ja Rule. I do like Ja. Oh, dude's throwing up blood signs. <laughs> <laughs> I think liking Ja Rule is a little different than liking Dr. Dre. What? Why? Because fucking Dre invented the shit, and Ja Rule is a coattails hanger. Uh, anyway. Go He's on. just in it for pussy. Didn't Ja Rule like go to jail and turn gay or something, and now he fucked? Not so, he turned he turned Christian, not gay. But I mean, if you want to say that's the same thing, I know that's where you. I knew that's where you were going. That's the same thing. Well, as as little as I could talk about this documentary, I gotta say it's fucking awesome. And uh, there's lots of stuff about Easy in it. If you're into Easy, I've been I've been really looking forward to watching this. Yeah, definitely so, check it out. So and Kurt- it also explains how big of geniuses these two guys are because they're the ones that made the uh, the Beats deal with Apple. Mm-hmm. So they're billionaires now because they made sweet headphones. And they got cush jobs at Apple, so. Yeah. I mean, they're basically retired to just do cool shit. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, what makes that show better than watching Straight Outta Compton? Uh, I, I mean, cause I, I actually like real shit more than dramatizations of shit. So like the documentary is talking to the dudes about what actually happened and the, the movie was written, I think mostly by the guys themselves, but they did kind of dramatize some stuff and. I don't know. I, I like the movie, from though. What, I like Straight Outta Compton. From what, from what everyone that has watched it has told me, it's it's 
bits and pieces like filling in gaps yeah and and adding things to basically straight out of compton and then before and after so you know yeah there's there's definitely uh some gap filling and just a lot of really interesting stories from all kinds of people and and it actually is not just about rap because the manager managed all kinds of people you know so uh moving on from that i have a very interesting story from a metallica show uh it was in glendale arizona and i'm and i'm just going to uh read the article and i'm going to bury the lead here because it gets better if i read the story before i tell you what the headline is (laughs) okay okay so a man was arrested at a metallica concert in glendale arizona Uh, according to court paperwork a family was at the university of phoenix on friday attending the metallica concert when they started to feel warm liquid washing over their backs and legs. Oh my no. Jimmy, you a went man to Arizona? In... What's that? I was just asking Jimmy if he went to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. So uh a man, his wife, and their ten year old daughter were seated in front of a forty four year old Daniel Daddio. <laughs> That's a <laughs> fucking name if I ever heard one. Uh the man with his uh with his wife and daughter turned around and saw daddy o behind him holding on to his genitals <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on the c and the b's were out I-, I think so i think the entire show was out on display wow okay yeah Moving so on. that's an interesting technique uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that takes a little extra effort to pull the balls out as well. Right. Like, He's got the Frank most, and the beads. <laughs> most of the time it's just like, hey, there's my weenus. Yeah, or like stick it through the b- boxer hole or whatever. You yeah. Know? <laughs> okay, so maybe he had his uh, Mormon underwear on. Who knows who this guy is? Oh, boy. His magic Mormon underwear. Okay, so anyway, he uh, the guy con- confronted Daddy-O asking why he had peed on his daughter. <laughs> And the guy said Daddy's response was to shrug. <laughs> you, nah, know, you know. I don't know. I had to pee. He didn't even bother to say that. He just shrugged. Eh. Uh, he, well, he wouldn't have been able to hear him anyway. Right. Uh, anyway, Daddy's response was to shrug. The man reported the incident to employees at the stadium who reported it to the Arizona Department of Public Safety, uh, who was also in attendance. Daddio was placed under arrest, and authorities said the man was "quote unquote" heavily intoxicated at the time. <laughs> Shocker! Shocker! Yeah, well, I think we all saw that one coming down the pipe. Um, oh, bad pun. If only Dave time. Mustaine was there to save the day, <laughs> or a redneck version of Dave Mustaine. Well, Dave Mustaine is a uh, is a reformed Christian, and he would never drink a. Uh, no, wait, he has his own alcohol. He definitely would drink. <laughs> I was to say, metal up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> they stole my songs. <laughs> uh, Daddy-O was placed under arrest. Uh, oh, I already said that. Officials also found a ticket on Daddy-O confirming he was seated directly behind the family three during the concert. He faces one count of indecent exposure and one count of disorderly conduct. So, uh... I have a story relating to this story, but I would like to get your guys' overall thoughts on Mr. 
Daniel Daddio, and uh, do you feel like he was justified in whipping out his cock and balls and peeing on a family of three? Go ahead. Hey, wait, wait. Uh, so my first question: What was the headline? Oh, the headline was. Man urinates on child. A man was arrested at a Metallica concert in Glendale. It is believed he urinated on a family. <laughs> I like that it's it is believed. Like he did it. There's no He pissed on that family. <laughs> yeah, the DNA proof hasn't come in yet. But... <laughs> right, Jimmy, you wanna go first on this or you want me to go first? No, you go ahead, buddy. Alright. I'm gonna take the outlandish route and I'm gonna stand up for this guy. Because oh. Didn't see that coming, honestly. <laughs> now, here's my logic, okay? Number one, the indecent exposure part. That automatically has to be thrown out the window because every Metallica show I've ever been to, at least, like, 50 chicks decide they want to, like, show their tits to, like, an entire stadium. And usually they're, like, 50-year-old bitches with, like, really floppy tits, so it's not, like, nice tits. You know what I'm saying? So right well, off think, the bat, just based on numbers, the indecent exposure thing has to go right out the window. It's just fair. You can't be you can't be <laughs> sexist about this. It's 2017. Exactly. The P exactly. is just as valuable right. as the T's. This isn't fucking Charlottesville. Like we have rights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sharp opposite viewpoint on that. Uh, I believe that the C and B's should always stay in your pants unless you're in the bathroom trough. Uh, and tits are just awesome. So, <laughs> well, okay. Here's here's my thing. Okay, so this man was intoxicated, correct? Which means he probably had a stack of cups sitting like next to him. Why didn't he just piss into one of the cups? Is my only thing. Yeah. Well, that leads me to my second point, which is the second half of his charges is, is <laughs> charges urinating on a fucking child. Right now. We don't have all the facts. You know what I'm saying? What if, like, a snake had bit that kid at the stadium and he pissed on him in order to, like, sterilize the fucking... So is this, like, a jellyfish type thing? (laughs) Yeah, like, like, you know, like, urine, like, fucking pee is fucking sanitary. You know what I'm saying? Like... And delicious, And delicious, yeah. Like, I I drink urine because it's sanitary and I like it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like you know. And now, you know, the question kind of becomes, if he peed on a little girl, it would have, like, this, like, sexual component to it. But it sounds like he probably peed on a little boy if I heard what you read, you know, correctly. So now it's either he's, like... See, like, neither one of you guys have kids. Like, like when you have a little boy, at some point, you got to, like, whip your dick out in front of him and take a piss to show him how it's supposed to be done. It, so, uh, so Thel- like- Thelma, Thelma, I gotta stop you. It uh, it did say in the article that it was a daughter. So. Oh, did it? Okay, so you should have told me that like fifty seconds. But we ago. don't know what she identifies as, Chris. That's true. We don't know what she identifies. Okay, as. all right, you're but, right. But all right, so if it's a girl, now now we have that sexual component. Which I mean, what other feelings are you supposed to be feeling during like fucking so fucking what or like fucking? Sad but true. Like, you got, like, it, it gets you aroused. Like, sad you know but true saying? makes me want to whip my dick out. Yeah. Right. Sad but true, like, you got peed on. Like maybe, <laughs> like, maybe they were playing, like, fuel, and the guy was so drunk, he got confused and thought she was on fire and, like, fucking 
pissed off. Like, like you don't have all the facts, is what I'm trying to say. We can't, yeah, as soon as, we as can't soon make as he's an like, educated Ooh, guess. Yeah, you just right. start doing the windmill. All right, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna check back in on this story and try to get some more facts. Uh, Bacon A is not always known for fact checking its stories. Fake no. news. <laughs> Never claimed to be real news. Never claimed to be real news. Uh, if you're listening to this show, it's because you chose to, so therefore we are not at fault for any bullshit claims of uh, bad fact-checking or some such you things. Should, you should put that disclaimer at the front of the show. Like, this this episode of Bacon and Nays is strictly for comedic value. Please get your news from a reliable source of newsness, you piece of shit asshole. But what, but what is a reliable piece of news and also uh, is that an impression of jimmy because yeah if so like it's Fox spot news. on uh oh. tr- i think trump has a new newscast or something uh bright bar uh, al jazeera is a good one was that voice you were doing a second ago was that jimmy's voice was that an impression of jimmy oh, no i'm just fucking high on coffee right now so like that was just <laughs> that was just my alter ego it, i i didn't want to say anything but it is funny to watch someone like chugging coffee and then instantly take like a swig of water yeah like, dude you gotta keep you, you gotta keep them both at the same time like, like well, i'm surprised he is not standing up to piss like on a, I was on gonna a child say, right now i was gonna say at this rate he's gonna have to pee on a kid oh god oh god <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh the relating story is a personal story okay Ooh. uh my when, when I first started going to shows, um, my dad kind of was reluctant to take me because I was pretty young. I was probably like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked him like why he was so kind of uptight about it or whatever. And he told me that he took my cousin, who's significantly older than me because she's step family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cousin is probably about 40-ish. And when Van Hagar mm. and Bon Jovi, yeah, St. Louis Van Hagar, <laughs> baby, woo! They uh, when they came to our uh, local amphitheater, mm-hmm. kind of outdoor uh, uh, music what, venue. venue, yeah, uh, they were on the lawn and someone peed on her. Oh, good lord! Yeah, while he, while my stepdad was standing there, so good times. This is not the first time this has happened. Wait, was that your first concert? No, that wasn't my... No, no, no. I mean, like, he was going to take you to your first concert? Uh, We were talking about going to Metallica, and I ended up getting grounded and not being able to go to that. But Metallica, Metallica would have been your first concert. Yes, and it ends up it was Corn and Stained instead. <laughs> the- which, which tells you exactly how old I am. Sounds like your dad did you a favor, yeah. But, um... Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Hold I, on, hold on. Corn and Stained was your first show? <laughs> Corn and Stained was my first show instead of Metallica. I think I was actually at that show as well. Yeah. Oh, boy. I, w- I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, this was... Stained was whore. This is the golden age. <laughs> Thelmo's shaking his head. The like, golden age of 1999. Uh, Thelmo, your first show ever? Um, like, my first, like, big band show was actually um, Static X. And it was mm. a, oh, that's actually a good one. Well, sort of. It was at Lupo's in Providence, and um, 
it's like this really like tiny place and like it had way too many people in it and i literally almost got trampled by like 300 pound dudes like the whole night it was like absolutely atrocious to be there but yeah they were pretty fucking kick-ass <laughs> i what i remember <laughs> yeah i mean i i was always a fan except for except for those weird like static x slash dope years like yeah. i wasn't a big fan of that but yeah, well, I just love the lyrical content. It was so heartfelt, you know. Lines like, you know, your shit tastes like chocolate cake and your ass smells like a rose. Like, it's just so. <laughs> I can't think of more powerful lyrics to really like get you thinking about life, you know. Well, I mean, it's better than anything Labrie could ever write. So fucking a, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know, Labrie isn't doing a whole lot of lyric writing. He just kind of uh, does what they tell him to do. That was kind of, of my time. point. Uh, which, hey, look, if you're in Dream Theater and, you're, and your job is less complicated, I'd say go with it. You know how I stand on Dream Theater. Oh, I thought you were going to say I know how you stand and... <laughs> It's it's as least often as possible. <laughs> oh, wow. that's right. Fat uh, joke in for the day. Rude. We already did our Mexican joke. Now we covered our fat joke. Rude. Now uh, I think we're covered. Thinking, I think we got it nailed down yep. on this one. Yep. When are you gonna start doing jokes about me? When you get clever? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that my joke is that clever. He just can't just... come up with shit like redneck Dave Mustaine on the spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it's, right. It's actually kind of the point. Well, right? I have a feeling you wrote that ahead of time. So. No, not at all. No, I, well, I, that's debatable. I, I have to admit, I have to admit, like, I know this probably sounds to your audience as the most, like, professionally constructed podcast ever made. But, yes. But this is actually just <laughs> free balling. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like it's All right, man. Actually, I'll take your word for it, but I don't agree. <laughs> actually, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I have to, I have to apologize to my, or to, uh, to Mike, to Chris on Mike. I feel like our friendship has actually become worse since this podcast <laughs> has has happened because, like, I like it. I like everything to be so natural and just like, like, on like on the spot. Whatever we say is. is is you know just the the raw you know that's it that something will come up and i'll be like dude i want to talk to you about this but we got to do it on mic so like our conversations are like <laughs> like dude i have something awesome that i want to talk to you about really cool what is it later <laughs> see you later well i feel like it's actually getting better because you almost bought me a computer <laughs> well <laughs> that is true that is true until someone's like twelve hundred dollars yeah they're like oh uh Sorry, you have hives, <laughs> and uh, you're about to die. Uh, so I also uh, dislike Chris more and more, but it's just because I think his girlfriend is way too hot, and I want to steal her from him. Are you talking about uh, Michelle? Because I' not my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm talking. Michelle about- is Michelle is both of our girlfriends, bro. <laughs> I'm talking I about disagree who, with whoever that. you rode those teacups with. That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I have another story from a vice I wanted to bring up, and uh, it's not a very complicated story, but uh, this one is also pretty entertaining. I'm going to bury the lead again. As you should. Uh, a Blackburn man appeared in court today after performing a sex act 
in a pub garden after snorting five lines of cocaine. <laughs> a sex act he managed to keep up for... Now, I'm going to let each of you guess how long he was uh, joeing for. Uh, oh. So... 45 minutes. Uh... Jimmy, uh, his guess is 45. Thelma, what's your guess? 17 seconds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my personal best. I figured I'd use it. 17 seconds is your personal best? Wow. Dude. I feel bad for any ladies that you hook up with. No, well, it's he- their fault. They're super fucking hot. They're all, th- <laughs> they're all three and a halfs or better, and I just can't fuck control myself. It's their own fault. <laughs> well, uh... Thelma was wrong. It's uh, 40 minutes. So. Oh, I was close. Yeah, man. you went over Price dude, is Right rule. So. Dude, did you see? There was a cat in the background. Oh, wow. Uh, so. Actually, when I want to last longer, because I live in Florida, like I have the right to do this, Like I just take a whole bunch of bath salts and I eat that pussy for like 45 minutes like I'm on The Walking Dead. <laughs> so if I can work Bath salts there. are still a thing in Florida, huh? <laughs> yeah, they originated there. Whew. <sighs> At least the zombie bath salt people did. Yeah. The you, ones that were biting people's faces off. Exactly. You gotta go. That's to all there mode. was to that story, by the way. There's nothing more <laughs> to that story. That's a guy joed in public for 40 minutes and then got arrested. That's that's it. Well, I'm surprised he lasted 40 minutes though. Like, how do you? How can you marathon Joe for that long? Well, have you in ever public? have you ever done cocaine? You just put some on your gums and it gets all numb. Well, no, he probably I'm had not. some cocaine on his hands and his dick went numb. Yeah, lasting 40 minutes while high on cocaine is not really that impressive. What's impressive is that he got an erection in the first place. But um, like, See? I've never done coke, so I don't know how hard it is to keep a boner or even get a boner. Well, it's, guess what? You're in luck. I've got some coke. No, you don't. It's called Coca-Cola Classic. I was going to say, any government officials listening to this, he was joking. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Damn Patriot uh, so Act! Everyone's listening. While you're uh, while you're on the show, and I should I want to I want to give you another plug before we uh, end the podcast. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna do one little segment, and then mm. we're gonna do our uh, <laughs> we're gonna do our ham and eggers, and then we're gonna call it a day. So, wait, uh, did the you just say the I wanted N-word? to bring up what's that? Uh, did you just say the M uh, the, the fucking N word? Did you say ham and niggers? <laughs> nope. He said nope, ham. I definitely didn't say that. <laughs> he said ham and eggers. Ham oh, and eggers. Okay. Sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> we are over Skype, so sometimes it's hard to hear. Uh, I definitely would not say that in a public forum or anywhere else for that matter. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, let's get back on track here after the N word. All right. So, the last thing I wanted to bring up was Mike Portnoy has a new band coming out. I was wondering if you were going to bring this up. Yes. Uh, Sons of Apollo featuring, let's see here. We got Portnoy, Bumblefoot, Derek Sherinian, Formula Dream Theater, Billy Sheehan, and a guy who I think is who is doing vocals and he's in Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I think. Uh, anyway. What's his name? Jeff Scott something? I don't know. Jeff's he's thinking of F Scott Fitzgerald. That's <laughs> no, not... that's wrong. No. Also, Jeff Scott, two first names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they so they put their first song up last week. It's called Signs of the Time. Uh, and I'm, I want to give 
Thelmo a uh, an open forum here. I already know kind of what his thoughts on it were, but I want to give him an opportunity to throw this, this out there because I think it might be a point of discussion between us. And I, I think, Jimmy, you heard it as well, didn't you? Yes, I did. I've okay. listened to it. So uh, give me your thoughts real quick, Thelmo. Okay. Um, well, to start with, I want to make very clear that I don't ju- I'm not judging – the entire album on the one song I heard. So I'm pretty sure that like most people, they release like their like poppiest, shortest form song first to try to like, I don't know what the Mm -hmm. reason people do that is, but maybe it has more of a chance of becoming like on the radio or something. I don't know. But anyway, so just from the one song, I do like it. I think it's like a pretty rockin' bitchin' song, but to me it definitely lacks like the progressive edge that we were led to believe this band had for this whole time that they were the secret prog metal band and um you know i just didn't catch that i thought i thought the guitars like sounded mean like the recording is really good the vocals sound good the drums sound killer i thought um you know the uh, uh the fucking guitars sound pretty good uh, the keyboard kind of like lacked for me a little bit like it, it's not that it wasn't there or in the mix he just never really did anything that like fancy that kind of stood out you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but um, yeah i i definitely agree on that no for sure yeah it just it seems sort of forced in and uh i think shireen is not was never really like the showy type of player that he kind of wanted to be i don't know if you listen to planet x like he's kind of like the main instrument like it sounds killer oh okay so he actually have never heard that so yeah he has the chops and i'm hoping that it does come out more in future songs but he was definitely more of a a background player in this one you know what i mean and there was no odd time signatures there was nothing kind of you know there was a guitar solo but there wasn't really anything that i would consider overtly progressive like i think a regular like you know your standard rock band on the radio could have easily written this song or something very similar to it so that's my complaint. well i was i was gonna say uh portnoy actually said on his twitter that the first couple songs that are coming out that you can get when you pre-order are the shorter ones so that definitely was their plan yeah and uh uh as far as the guitar riff i think like the verse riff or whatever the opening riff is, I think that that is sort of your standard prog rock, prog metal riff for today's style of prog rock or prog metal band. You know what I'm saying? When like, I first, it's not really like an odd time riff, but it's no. it's like um, it's sort of that like atone or atonal sounding. I don't know if that's the right word for it because I'm a drummer, but I just um, I just remember the like I said the. The very first thing when I when I heard it, and I, I I do follow Portnoy on social media, but I don't like pay like super close attention to it. Yeah. But the very first thing, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Damn, that guitar sounds mean as shit." And then I was like, "Okay, what this is like in my head?" I was like, "Okay, this is short. This has got to be like to grab people's attention to be like, hey, look, we can be, you know, we can be.'" Just yeah, everything. Wait till you hear what else we can do. And also, when we say short, we're not saying short as like what other bands because they're short. This is a short prog metal song, which is six minutes long. So, yeah. at least I think it. I'm pretty sure it's around five to six minutes long. So, like that's not technically a short song, but for them, I think it's gonna be. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope it is. I think. Yeah, I think like you were saying, the. Uh, didn't didn't Portnoy come out and say that there were a couple like. 10 minute epics on there yeah yeah yeah. so i mean he also i think uh that's where you're really gonna start exploring yeah i think thelmo mentioned uh when it first the day it came out that it sounded more poppy at times and i think the chorus is definitely poppy and like focuses on vocal melodies and that kind of thing uh and and uh and but Neil Morris doesn't do that kind of thing like oh well and but they the thing is and Thelmo's main point on this, on a uh, sticking point on this, was that th- they led us to believe and kind of strung us along with this prog metal okay. secret group okay. thing. And it turned out, first couple songs, not really going to be that style. It's more of your yeah. garden variety. Like, to me, it reminded rock. me more of Adrenaline Mob than, say, like a Dream Theater or like something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I think that definitely it has to do with the guitar riffs being your standard new prog metal kind of version of mm-hmm. prog metal, and uh and also I I did think it was cool kind of the dynamics between the guys though like I had pretty high hopes when I heard it was going to be Bumblefoot and Billy Sheehan and Pornoy and Sherinian all in a band together. I was like, fuck, that is a killer group of dudes. Like I, and so for the rest of it, my standards are still pretty fucking high. Honestly, I, I would agree. And, uh, I a hundred percent agree that the production sounds awesome. Totally does. And, uh, especially and, the drums. I think the drums sound phenomenal on it. Yeah, dude, they dialed those in really nicely. So I'm yeah. lo- super looking forward to the rest of the record. And, uh, I'm glad that you're not one of those people that like hears one song and you're like, nope, not for me. Fuck it, I'm done. Um, you get, I'm with this kind of band. I think you really have to like just be patient. <laughs> Wait till you can hear the whole thing, take it all in, and then kind of give your overall perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, like especially with like prog records, like you really can't judge a prog album on one song or even think of one song out of the context of the entire album. Like I think Prague is kind of that last genre where like the album is still more important than the single. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, to get my bourbon for the show. Hadn't got one in yet, but got one in now. <laughs> my only uh, other concern, you know, I know Mike Portnoy said that it's going to be two or three, like 10 minute songs on there, but like the length, you know, my, you know, you know, my concern is the length doesn't necessarily make it proggy. Like, what are they putting in those ten minutes? Like, is it going to have some? Because, like, like to me, when you have Billy Sheen in your band, like, there's got to be some like back and forth, like between the guitar and bass, and maybe some bass solos. And you know, like, if they don't use him to their, you know, to his potential, I think that's such a waste. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think if you have Billy Sheen on a record and you're not letting him fucking throw his nasty fucking riffs out there, like right. you're selling yourself short. Right. So mm-hmm. I Wait. really think what this man is going to do is throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, and, but Billy uh, Sheen wasn't Billy Sheen on that first song, like for sure. No, he definitely played a backseat to the rest of the dudes. Yeah, and hopefully that's not how the rest of the album goes. I definitely agree with you there, and uh, it is only the first taste. You know? Oh, totally, I yeah, mean, absolutely. And 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 really, you just you got to take it for what it is, 
and really and let's and let's hope that further down the line when we actually get a full you know the full album yeah and you can take it in because that's that's the other thing i i think thelmo nailed it right on the head though is that most bands it's like and you have to almost nowadays hook people in with that one song like bam here it is we're you know we're like this where we're still waiting for like you said that you know, this is like a underground prog thing that we've been doing. Yeah, and- I think maybe they they with those choruses and the poppiness, they were hoping for the p- traditional prog crowd kind of pull them in, and then once you get them in, you give them a taste of the metal. You know what I mean? Like I think those choruses are really like Kansas esque, which I heard uh, yeah. carry on Wayward Son on the way here, and I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> And I gotta say, you know, um, you know, the singer I thought was one of the highlights for me personally. I thought his voice was excellent, and it definitely was super poppy and catchy. But it had like this power to it that I thought was just really like awesome. So yeah, F. F. Scott Fitzgerald. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. So yeah, without uh, without trying to sound too like. Like, what is it about prog people that, like, they just come off as the most pretentious people in the planet? I mean, it it really, like, okay, so... Like, it's a, it's a good song. It is. it is. Yeah. I think it's way better than half the garbage that's on the radio nowadays totally. anyway. But oh, prog yeah. people are so ready to just throw everything away as soon even as they, they hear they it. Love, like, even if they absolutely love, like, everybody that's associated with it, it didn't... It didn't "Quote unquote," fill everything that it would you know supposed to live up to. Yeah. So instantly, it's just like it's garbage. Right. Uh, I don't know, but most of the people and comments I heard about the song were mostly positive. I felt like I was more of the asshole than like m- most people. I thought really kind of took to it, unless I was on a different forum than you guys. But yeah, no, I I didn't. I honestly don't look too much into what people think about stuff like. If I like it, I like it. I I just saw your comment, so like, I you know you're you're a friend of mine. We have similar interests. Yeah, we can have a a, a genuine discussion about a song. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's why really why I brought it up. Well, totally. you and I you and I are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum on the astonishing. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Jimmy, you'd probably like Prague more if your finger stretched more than three fucking frets. <laughs> no, hey, totally. No, I. the reason that I like it so much is because I'm jealous and envious of what they can do. Yeah, your little turtle fingers. Oh, God, it's terrible. They look like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You might as well only have four fingers. I, I might as well be. <laughs> or yeah. did they have three fingers? I can't remember. They had three fingers and a thumb, bro. That's true. All right, moving on. We're going to do our Ham and Eggers of the Week. And, Woo! Uh, and Sorry. so... I'm sure that, uh, well, maybe for people that were turned on this episode by Thelma, we'll just give the brief explanation of what our Ham and Eggers of the Week are. And our Ham and Eggers are general uh, pieces of shit. Could be related to the episode, maybe not even related to the episode, just whatever happened this week that made you think somebody's a piece of shit. And you get to honorably or dishonorably mention them on our show. And, uh throw them into our pool of ham and eggers for consideration for mm-hmm. possible uh death match purposes later so basically our ham and eggers are general pieces of shit uh in wrestling terms and it's tradition to give the first ham and egger of the week to the guest so thelmo who is your ham and egger slash piece of shit for the week go ahead 
Does it have to be someone famous or like? No, it can be. It could even be somebody that it fucked could, with you in traffic. It yeah, doesn't matter. It could matter, be your like, local barista that instead of writing <laughs> Thelmo, they wrote Thelma. Like fucking cocksuckers. Okay. Um, wow, I don't know, man. I'm a pretty peaceful guy. I don't really hate so much. Let's see. Um, I'm, I'm gonna fucking, it doesn't have to be somebody that you genuinely hate. It can just be joking around. Yeah, too, yeah. So. Like, I mean, obviously fucking Michelle has to be thrown in that pot at some point. Um <laughs> But I'm gonna. I'm Don't gonna talk go, about my girl. I'm gonna go with um, the redneck version of Dave Mustaine. I think he needs to be fucking <laughs> deathmatched up. Well, that's interesting because uh, in our first match of Hammond Eggers, uh, Dave Mustaine, original Dave Mustaine, was he was nominated. So now we now, oh, so now we have a different new? version of Dave Mustaine. <laughs> All right, so I gotta pick someone new. Is that what you're saying? Because I got a good. No, 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 no. Redneck version of Dave Mustaine is totally acceptable, and we're gonna move on to Jimmy's. Or do you, do you want me to go? Uh, my ham and agar of the week is gonna be cocaine. <laughs> uh, because well, one, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. And causes people to want to beat off for 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Charlie Murphy. I'm sorry. That was good. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so my ham and agar of the week is cocaine. All right. And uh, I think my ham and agars are going to be this week. I'm going to nominate, nominate two because they cannot be split apart, and you'll understand why in just a second. Uh, I've been listening to a podcast all about weird murderers and and uh, don't tell me you listen to the same one. Uh, well, I don't know, but uh, my ham and eggers of the week are the Columbine shooters <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. They killed yes. plenty of high schoolers simply because their mommies and daddies did not love them enough. How, uh, th- dude, thank how you. Talk- uh, oh, you got something to say about that? Well, how do we talk about Columbine and Sandy Hook on the same fucking episode? That's fucked up. <laughs> I don't know, but somewhere Michelle's getting off right now. <laughs> she loves her some conspiracy theories. And that's going to do it for uh, this week's Bacon Ace. Thank you, Thelma, for being on the show. Thank you. Uh, do you, do you want to plug your own thing or do you want me to plug it real quick? I just want to ask if you've listened to my latest 18-minute song I put out. Because that was before the last time. That was after the last time I was on here. Uh, I actually have not. It was swallowed up bitch. by my Facebook feed. What a, I know, and what I'm a ashamed. Bitch. What a bitch. But, but I can also say this. Jimmy has not listened to a single minute of any song you've ever written. So... That is true. He deserves the most ridicule out of both of us here. Well, they don't have the internet in Mexico, so Jimmy gets a bye. <laughs> That's why he jumped over and came here. <laughs> so that I could partake in getting ridiculed for not having internet in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long pl- uh, plot of long con, but it finally paid off. Hey, how does a fat kid jump the Mexico wall? Like, how? How the hell is that? Lard. Lots of help. Lard. <laughs> like, did you wait until, like, like you know, like, they put it leaning and put those fucking, like, solar panels on it and then just kind of ran up the ramp? No, so, or- so, okay, so here's how it happens. Uh, you've got your first group, right? They're going to jump, and, of course, you're going to have the Minutemen, like, Arizona dudes that are right there that are defending the border. They're going to get the first wave, right? So the second wave goes over. And while they're being detained by the United States Border Control, like patrol, like 
I'm hopping over, and they don't think twice about it because they got their hands full. Yeah, also a little known fact, uh, Jimmy has actually used the secret tunnels multiple times. <laughs> what, what because I always he can't want... stand those gates. They're too high. They're just too damn high. Jimmy, I can't reach cereal on the top shelf. I mean, you expect me to jump over that? Right. Hey, Jimmy, I got a question for you about the wall, though. Like, Yeah, go ahead. What stops you guys from just walking to, like, the northeast corner of Mexico and then, like, just walking around, like, at the beach, like, right they to actually America? Have, they actually have giant metal, like, like, blockades that go into the water as well. It's crazy. Seriously? Yeah, look it up. It's 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 really weird. That's fucked up. There's like metal blockades that go. Man, into we the water. really hate you guys. Yeah, <laughs> actually, the metal blockades might actually be a favor for them, Chris, because like it stops all the oil that we spill in the Gulf from getting to like the Mexican shore. <laughs> so like, I think we're just That's helping true. them out, you know, paying their taxes and shit. So. <laughs> yeah, but those poor ducks can't swim around it. I know. Like, how do ducks get to Mexico and shrimp? Like they must have to import it. Uh, Little t- known fact: Mexicans have never had shrimp. I was gonna say, <laughs> shrimp requires refrigeration, and you don't want that shit down shrimp, there. Shrimp tacos is a purely American thing. Well, I think I think also because of his like Floridian roots, like I think he's like mistaking Mexicans with like Cubans and Dominicans. Like that's true. I am I am racist enough to not know the difference in any of those fucking people. <laughs> he just sees brown and goes. Yep, they make tacos. <laughs> On that note, uh, hey, I'm your very bacon. nice. I'm very nice to the oh. brown people. I say, excuse me, senor, can I? Can you please grab me that orange off the tree? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> One last Mexican joke. Uh, Thank you, Thelmo, for being on the show. Thelmo of Dream Theater Radio Podcast. You are welcome on the show any other time you would like to be on. Uh, within reason, of course. And of and and for the next one, I will make sure that the that the cam is working so that you can see our glorious mugs. Perfect. And not just stare blankly <laughs> at a computer screen for six hours. Bring me on next time you guys have like Kate Beckinsale. I'd rather share a green room with her than fucking Michelle over here. So okay, okay, okay. we'll do. Uh, that brings our show to a close. I'm Naze. And I'm Bacon. And this has been Bacon and Ace. See you next time, everybody. Cue the music, Tim. Thank you. Thank you.